Okay, this podcast is my overview of the teacher in tech social media withdrawal. Uh, so I started on Sunday, February 28th, and went all the way till Sunday, March 7th. Uh, and so the first one I went to, I decided to go kind of a RWL in terms of listening slash watching, which was um, a video done by Ben Shapiro uh, back in 2021. Uh, the title was that the authoritarian threat posed by the Equality Act. It was a YouTube video. And so, uh, a quick background, uh, Ben Shapiro is kind of a right-wing uh, political analyst and uh, very conservative views. Uh, so, this was kind of hard for me to watch because I don't really like him. Uh, just listening to his voice, the way he talks, he gets me pretty angry. And his views are very, uh, very non-progressive. So his audience are far right wing people. Uh, so I tried to, to have the mindset of those people. Um, the video was based on a book written by Ryan Anderson. Uh, the title was Harry became Sally. And so, uh, what he's ranting on about, uh, is that the book by Ryan Anderson had been, uh, taken down by Amazon. No longer, they were no longer selling it. Um, and so, the book is about um, the fact that uh, it's more of a how should I put this? The book is the book is says that uh, trans transitioning between genders is more of a disorder, not a way of life. Uh, and this ties right into the whole right wing. Uh, it's only two types of genders. He uh, him, she, her. So by doing that, uh, he goes on a rant and basically it talks about, um, uh, a threat to the first amendment, which is silencing someone's views. Um, now being in the mindset of that, I actually kind of do see where they're coming from. If I'm just on the mindset of a right wing Republican conservative. Uh, so yes, uh, uh, it's called the Equality Act, which is an appalling, and in his words, Ben Shapiro's words, he calls it an appalling piece of legislation that threatens to undermine our basic First Amendment right, end quote. So from just being in their shoes, yes, I can understand where they're coming from in that sense. Overall, though, uh, I didn't like the video. I didn't like the message that it was sending. And uh, to be honest, that was not my, my favorite thing to read slash watch. That was very hard for me. Uh, so, uh, my second RWL for March 1st, I went in a different direction. I decided to read something, uh, or listen, sorry, I decided to listen, uh, to some music, uh, thinking that I would go out of my normal genres and try to look at something a little more different. Uh, so I did Screamo. Uh, I don't touch it in my daily lives. I try to stay away from it, uh, just because, um, you know, it's just, in my view, it's just screaming. It's nothing actually really important. So what I did to start was with I did some research, tried to find some songs. Uh, so the first song I listened to was called Not the America Average, written by Asking Alexandra. Uh, and actually, the song itself um, were, it wasn't terrible. It was my gut, that was my gut reaction. Um, 
and see with the second song I had listened to, which is called King for the written by Pierce the Veal. Uh, I'm into punk rock heavy metal, so I actually enjoyed listening to part of it. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. Uh, good tune, very catchy, kind of a good beat you could nod your head along to, or, you know, do some exercises if you like doing it like that. Um, so, listening to that, uh, I can see how, you know, people enjoy this music. For me, the always off-putting part is just the fact that they just start screaming into the mic and that low baritone uh, sound. So, when that got to it, it put me off a little bit, but I was able to keep going through the song and, and all that. And if I'm part, being part of uh, that group, to be honest, I can see it as kind of therapeutic. Uh, being able to listen to something, if you're singing along to it and just scre screaming uh, your head off afterwards, it can be kind of like a release of anger or frustration. Or <laughs> I was also very surprised to see um, what was classified as screamo, depending on where you go. Uh, I didn't realize that some of this music that I listened to was class was put under that classification. Um, it, even though in the song they really don't scream, uh, or they have that uh, characteristic of screaming, I should say. So that was interesting to me. Actually, I didn't uh, I didn't think that was going to be. Um, some of the music that I listened to was going to be in there. Uh, so it, it did change my view a bit. I, I did uh, a little, little less elitist towards uh, people who do listen to that kind of music. Uh, so the next RWL I did on Tuesday, March 2nd, was I decided to read for this one. Um, I decided to look at movie-slash-TV reviews. Uh, more specifically on a show that came out back in January called WandaVision, which is on Disney+. Plus. I really enjoy it. It's part of the Marvel Universe and stuff, so I'm really into that. Um, and I try to typically stay away from critics and reviews because I, I don't think that it's it can be damaging to people who maybe like things that aren't reviewed well, uh, and other people go, oh, well, you have a terrible taste in this, and... Um, it can also be damaging to the person who watches who watches the show that enjoys it also thinking, well, why are you ripping this show that I like apart so much? I understand it's a job and people do use it, uh, but I just typically try to stay away from it. Um, and then so just listening to a little expert that um, Roxana Hadidi, Hadad, had, had Addy, I'm sorry, Roxana had Addy had listened to or read. Uh, just reading her thing, uh, she goes and she says, WandaVision doesn't explain why its titular characters would retreat into this nostalgia, and without the core knowledge, its reactions feel increasingly hollow. Perhaps the series will explore the remaining six episodes that were not provided for review, but until then, WandaVision asks the question, what exactly is your story? This was written back in January of 2021, and I think it says it in there. Uh, there's only three episodes that were up for review for this, so I think it's an unfair thing to criticize not knowing where it's going within three episodes of a brand new show that's just been released i think most netflix shows and other shows have that kind of the three episode thing where you're going well what's gonna happen with the show so again i think it's an unfair critique considering how it was only three episodes in um i do see how people use this though uh as a positive turnaround seeing if it's worth investing their time into um you know 
why would I start a show that I don't know much about uh, and waste my time? So I do see the positive um, associations to doing something like this. On Wednesday, March 3rd, I watched um, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, directed by Chris Columbus, uh, with my girlfriend. I don't like Harry Potter, I don't read the books, I don't watch the movies, but uh, I decided to watch this one, uh, which is the first one, and at the end, you know, I kind of, I didn't get hooked, but I, maybe as I grew older, I do see how uh, enticing that this movie can be. So, again, my views changed on this, um, thinking that, yeah, it actually is quite... It was quite a good movie, uh, to be honest, and I did really enjoy it. Um, and the other RWLs I had done, uh, the next one was uh, a movie called Snow Kissed, which is one of these W Network movies, which was directed by Jeff Beasley. Uh, again, I don't like W Network rom-com movies, uh, but I watch it with my girlfriend because she enjoys those. And another reason why I watched this one was because my friend, Connor Boyd, uh, was on the production set for this. It was filmed in Manitoba, mostly in Birds Hill area, and then over in Banff. Uh, so, again, the movie, you know, I get... It's the cheesy feel-good movies, so for hopeless romantics like that, I do understand why, uh, uh, why people watch it. For me, I didn't think much of it. I... It's kind of boring, to be honest, but I do understand why people who are hopeless romantics, you could say, enjoy these movies, uh, because it's just, it's just a feel-good story um, that uh, can maybe spark a little bit of happiness and hope, especially during COVID times. The last RWL I did took me three days, and that ran from March 5th, which was Friday, all the way to March 7th, which was Sunday. And that RWL was me watching Shrek the Musical on Netflix. Uh, the reason I chose this one because I actually had to combine it with uh, another course where I had to watch um, a recorded uh, drama production or theater production. So I chose Shrek the Musical. Um, as a kid, I loved the movies, so I thought that this would be an awesome one to do. Uh, myself, personally, I'm not a theater person, I'm not a drama person, uh, so I never watch these um but thought this would be a good opportunity to do this for an narrative well for the social media withdrawal so that's what i did um my gut reaction was it took me three days to get through this because i just did not enjoy it uh it wasn't really like the original movie i understand that you know they had to put their own they wanted to put their own personal touch on it so i respect that and stuff um but i just didn't like it uh the, the music, the singing, um, I thought the characters maybe weren't true to the original characters or that much. So, um, yeah, for me, it just wasn't that great. Um, but as a kid, you know, if you are into those kind of things, I absolutely see how someone could like it. Um, I think that it was great. I think as a person who enjoys those, it was great. It was well done. Uh, from the audience's reaction, everyone loved it. Um, but me personally, setting aside, if I'm talking about myself, yeah, I just wasn't uh, wasn't into it. it wasn't wasn't for me. Um, so yeah, so that was uh, my RWL for a week for seven days. Um, overall, for the experience, I think that it actually helped me helped enlighten me to some things that maybe I was. Uh, 
against at the beginning, but now kind of going through it, I think that it was actually pretty interesting and that I'm now reconsidering and viewing that some things I had maybe quote unquote avoided like the plague before, um, I don't avoid it now. I might go back, I might maybe listen to some more music along the, those lines, or I will maybe watch another Harry Potter movie, you know. Uh, I think that uh, this experience here showed me that just don't always say, no, I don't like it. Maybe try something new or going back to something that maybe you didn't like before. Who knows, maybe change your mind. Maybe the older I get, uh, I'll keep doing that more and more. Um, so I do have a better understanding of why some people think the way I do, uh, but in some experiences I don't. You know, with the whole Ben Shapiro experience, I don't think I do understand or know the way people are thinking. Um, and with the movie critiques, maybe I will see some that I agree with, some that I don't, but I think overall I probably still will avoid them altogether. I don't actively search them out unless, you know, you hear, oh, I heard that movie was good or I heard that show was bad or, or anything like that. So I think overall it's a positive experience. I think I learned quite a bit. Uh, maybe about myself and more more enlightening um yeah so i hope that going forward i will maybe be a little more open to it um i think that in terms of the messages being put across i think that uh in terms of the movie and tv show review i think that yeah it could be clarified um more i think that the medium which it's used, it gives off an off-putting uh, thing in terms of the person who reviewed it maybe not liked it. Um, maybe it's a different interpretation of what I have, so maybe I do have to keep that in mind, more open-minded. And I find that that is an issue in terms of writing online, is that um, it can be misinterpreted and mis uh, misused at improper times. So. Yeah, that was my overall experience, positive, uh, and thanks for listening. Bye now.